Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. Saturday morning, recording of the podcast. Yeah! It's like if we had our own Saturday morning cartoon show. Yay! No, no one would watch that. (laughs) (laughs) And now on Ranger Command Power Hour. Ay, 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 ay! It's the Ranger Command Power Hour! Today on the Power Hour, episode 116, Rangers React, Hasbro, recorded on May 5th, 2018. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Summer Ranger up with your hosts, I'm Eric, also known as TrekkieB47. I'm AP, also known as Secret Ranger Fan. And I'm Zach, also known as Hollywood. Today's podcast is brought to you by Gamefly.com. Sign up for a premium free 30-day one game out trial specifically for our listeners at gameflyoffer.com slash ranger command ph. Hey guys. Hey. Holy crap. There's so much to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get the smaller news item out of the way. Not small it's still awesome. It's just small in comparison. <laughs> Shatter Grid has sold out again for a fourth time. Yeah, that's insanely awesome. So the Mighty Morphin Annual for 2018 has sold out at the distributor level, and they're going to be doing a second print variant, which will be in stores on May 30th, and it's like the main cover, but the background is all silver. So they've been kind of doing this thing where all the reprints have grayed out parts of it, and the main focus is still colored, which I think is a cool variant. Yeah. That means they have sold out of every issue that they've released over the past two months. So 25, 26, GoGo Power Rangers 8, and now the annual. It's insane. That is awesome. I'm so excited that this series is doing so well. Yeah, me too. And today is free comic book day. You'll be listening to this next Saturday. So if you didn't grab your free comic book day issue of Power Rangers... I would highly suggest that because the story in that is awesome. The cool thing is, so I'm not going to be able to make it to my comic shop today just because of the fact that I have work, but Graham Cracker Comics, the chain that I usually get my comics from, posted last night on Twitter and said, hey, you still want free comics and you can't participate? All you got to do is go to our website. You can pick any three. They're free. Put them in your cart. And then all you got to do is pay for shipping. And I was like... Five bucks for shipping for three comics? Yeah, I'm going to do that. And I got the free comic day version of Power Rangers, the free comic day of the Doctor nice. Who comic, which is going to introduce the 13th Doctor, and the Overwatch comic. I didn't even know they had an Overwatch comic. Yeah, there's a Black Horse Overwatch comic. Or Dark Horse, not Black Horse. Oh my god. I didn't know they were having a Doctor Who comic. Yeah, and it's going to be like the first story of the 13th Doctor. <laughs> All right. Are you okay, P? <laughs> yeah, I was just like in the middle of kind of coughing. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's all good. She was taken by surprise. <laughs> You're like Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> Blown away by Doctor Who. No, that actually I might I might go pick that up. Actually, it's funny. I was picking up my comics yesterday because I wasn't able to get out on New Comic Book Day on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And my comic book guy was like, "Yeah, so you want to just take the free Power Rangers comic now?" And I was like, 
Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so I got it yesterday, but it definitely adds a lot to the lore. There's some amazing art and callbacks, and it's great. Like, if you think this is just a stupid one-shot, it's not, because it really informs some things for Shattered Grid. Yeah, I can't wait to get my hands on it. It'll probably come in the mail sometime next week, and then I'll get to read it. But yeah, I'm sure we'll be reviewing the comics uh, soon in a new episode later. We'll review Shattered Grid. But right now, I'm loving everything about the comics. It's great. Holy crap, Shattered Grid. If our listeners aren't reading this, you better get on the ball, because it's Mm -hmm. great. It's like one of the best things going for Power Rangers right now. Aside from our next piece of news... Which is Hasbro's just acquiring Power Rangers from Saban Brands and all the other entertainment assets from them. Yeah. And this is our main topic of the show. I still don't know how I feel about this. We we know our listeners have some strong feelings, which we'll get to. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so here's kind of the timeline of, of what happened. February, they acquire the Master Toy License. We got that new logo floating around, all of that. So we thought, okay, it's still under Saban Brands. They're just getting the toys. But in that original press release, people really focused on that there was the option to buy the franchise after a certain amount of time or, or years. So, so we're assuming, okay, Hasbro might get Power Rangers, but it's not going to be for a long time. And here we are freaking three months later, and they've just acquired the whole freaking kid and caboodle. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> so they announced on May 1st that through Saban Properties LLC, they've signed a definitive agreement for Hasbro to purchase Saban's Power Rangers and several other of their entertainment brands, including My Pet Monster, Popples. Julius Jr., Luna Petunia, Treehouse Detectives, and others in a combination cash and stock valued at $522 million. That's half wow. a billion dollars. Yeah, that's absolutely nuts. Yeah. I, but, I mean, you got to hand it to Saban. He knows... Saban. To, to, it's on Saban. Saban. People are like, Saban... Saban, I've heard it all. (laughs) Okay, Saban is definitely wrong. Saban, the man knows (laughs) business. Like, he is a very shrewd businessman, and he... He just made made a lot of money. He made a hell of a lot of money. This is insane. I don't have $522, let alone $522 (laughs) It's crazy. And this is what was weird, because I heard about this. I was driving on my way to work, and... I wasn't in an NPR mood. I switched on to AM, which I haven't listened to in a while. And I was just kind of on like the AM news, like just finding out what was going on. And they were in their financial report. And it was like, and in other news, Hasbro buys Power Rangers and other properties from Sabin Brands for blah, blah, blah. And they didn't elaborate. It was just like a one cent saying. I'm like, well, duh, we knew about this. It's the licensing agreement. Then I saw the actual tweet. I'm like, Oh, shit! It's everything! <laughs> it's everything! Yeah, it's, it's everything. There are so many things that I hope for with that. We all do. Yeah. But we're going to take the wording 
in the press release. You can see the full press release on our site. Go to rangercommand.com. It's right there on the front page. So we have the full press release there. But I, I want to take this time to just break down some of the verbiage in the press release and kind of expand on that. So the first quote is from Brian Goldner, who's Hasbro's chairman and chief executive officer. And he used to be with Bandai America when Power Rangers first launched back in 1993. Oh, wow. He was part of Bandai during Power Rangers' iconic launch. Him and Saban have been friends for a very long time. So you can kind of see maybe behind the scenes how this happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he said, quote, Power Rangers is an iconic brand built on a heritage of great storytelling and merchandising with tremendous upside potential when fully executed across Hasbro's brand blueprint. So... I wanted to know what brand blueprint meant, and I actually searched for it. So if you go to their website, it's not their main website that focuses on the toys. It's like their corporate website. Yeah. And they have this graphic for what their brand blueprint is for these like flagship brands that they do. So in the middle, the core value is Hasbro Brands, and it branches off from storytelling and consumer insights, and then it branches into four key components. So what that is, is the first one, toy and game product innovation. That's a no-brainer when it comes to Power Rangers. Uh Digital gaming, which Power Rangers has had very limited success in, aside Mm. from the Legacy Wars. Yeah. Immersive entertainment experiences and consumer products. So they want to promote the brand through all these channels. So they want to make Power Rangers, at least from this one, he said there's tremendous upside potential when fully executed. And so when it says fully executed, I think we can all agree that Saban Brands hasn't fully executed Power Rangers in the past eight years. Yeah. Yeah. That's obvious from the fans, from sales, and, and all that stuff. And and I did hear that last year, Power Rangers did bring in like $172 million on toy sales. But I think even Brian Goldner here was still like, we can do better, kind of a thing. Mm. I mean... Yeah. He, he bought it for... It's just the number astounds me. Half a billion dollars for this property. Well... This and many other properties, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is the main thing. This is the one they wanted, though. Yeah, yeah. but still, half a billion dollars. Wow. Yeah. When I saw five hundred twenty-two million, I'm like, oh, that's that's half a billion. <laughs> like, yeah. I just, I, I never really associated Power Rangers with billion anywhere near that. It does sort of boggle the mind that you're just like, yeah, wow, that's that's a half a billion. Holy cow. Obviously, Hasbro has a, a proven strategy of fully executing brands. I mean, Transformers, you can't look anywhere without seeing Transformers something. Mm-hmm. I, multiple yeah. TV shows, cartoons, the movies, the toys are everywhere. And not just toys for one segment. They've got toys for super young kids, for preteens, and also for adult collectors. 
It's a yeah. fully done thing. So I'm excited. Like when it comes to the toys, at least for Power Rangers, I'm really excited about that. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to yeah. be multiple products, multiple levels. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like you said, Eric, the way that Hasbro has those multiple levels of like, okay, this is for the young kids. These are like the easy Transformer lines. And then you have the stuff that's all the way up to like the Masterpiece Collection for the adult collectors that are just amazingly detailed and show accurate or movie accurate or what have you. Mm-hmm. I'm fully on board with this. And we talked about this mostly when we learned that Hasbro was was gaining the toy license, but I love it, and I'm very excited for it. Next part, next quote that I want to focus on. This is still from Brian Goldner. Shortly after entering our licensing agreement, it became clear that now was the time to begin investing in unlocking Power Rangers' full potential. We see significant opportunity for Power Rangers across our entire brand blueprint, including toys and games, consumer products, digital gaming and entertainment, as well as geographically throughout our global retail footprint. They want to unlock Power Rangers' full potential. They want to do the whole shebang. And kind of going back to... Uh, that brand blueprint, I think the one area that, that you also mentioned, Eric, that's sorely lacking in good Power Rangers content is gaming. Uh, of course, we have the great mobile games, but Hasbro and there's a game developing studio out there called Platinum came out with uh, a Transformers game a couple years ago that was amazing. And if they could do that with Power Rangers, I would be ecstatic. Like, that is my ideal video game, is that style of game, but done with Power Rangers. I would love an actual platform, disc, Xbox One, PS4, awesome video game. Yeah. And we've talked about our ideas previously on this show for a good Power Rangers game. Hasbro can make it happen, but not only that... You look down the game aisle of any toy store or retail place, Hasbro does board games, too. Yeah. I would love to finally get Hyperforce on an actual physical game that we could play. Right, especially because Hasbro has that working relationship with uh, Wizards of the Coast, who are famous for they own the D&D license, they own uh, Magic the Gathering. Could you imagine an actual good collectible card game for power Rangers. no look i like the last collectible card game it had amazing art they just yeah it fell apart i mean we never got wave five of those cards and it never completed all the stuff that was in the gose morpher so yeah. i want a complete if you're say you're gonna do like every ranger or everything do a game a card game like this that can I would love to play a magic-based Power Rangers game. That'd be sweet. Just include all the cool villains, all that stuff. And they want a global retail footprint. And with Bandai, it was like Bandai America, Bandai UK, Bandai Japan. It was very segmented that way. And not everything... I, I know there's a lot of people in the UK that really got screwed on Power Rangers stuff. Like, they wouldn't get certain things... They would get things way later than the show aired. So it's a mess. So if Hasbro can make a good global retail footprint, Mm -hmm. wow, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. But I just really like that wording of 
unlocking Power Rangers' full potential, that shows that they recognize that there's more to this brand than just a kid's television show. Yeah, and honestly, that line gives me a lot of hope. I mean, you're not going to spend half a billion on something that you don't believe in. Mm Mm-hmm. So now, this is the next quote from Brian Goldner in the press release. We couldn't be more pleased that Haim Saban will continue in a consulting role to further guide our development of this valuable property for the next generation of Power Rangers fans. Okay, how do you guys feel about this? I don't think it means anything, like at all. It's more of a formality. I'm kind of in agreement with AP on this one, because if you recall, uh, we semi-joked, but also were semi-serious about there was that story from New York Comic Con, I don't know, a couple of years ago, where mm-hmm. Saban came in and said, what is this? And, and he didn't you know, really <laughs> kind of even know what was going on with Power Rangers at the time. So I think having him in a consulting role is just a way of saying, don't worry, Saban's name will still be on stuff. It's okay. Like to try and reassure the fans who are freaking out a bit. Yeah. But uh, I don't think it's necessarily the most important thing in the world to have Saban as a consultant. It's like on TV shows, if you ever see like the words consulting producer, mm-hmm. usually that means that they're not involved in like day-to-day like actual operations. Okay, so maybe not day-to-day, but is there still like, do they have overreaching power for maybe like just the vision of, of a season or something like that? Usually no. Okay, so why even have them? <laughs> it's a way of assuring the fan base. Yeah. Because I, I think a lot of the fan base are concerned that, like, oh, well, Hazard's going to own everything now. New people, they're not going to understand how Power Rangers works. Only Saban understands how Power Rangers works. I think, if anything, the last eight years have proven Saban uh, doesn't really know how Power Rangers works. But He, he knows how Power Rangers works, but hasn't, hasn't adapted it for a modern television audience. Yeah. And so while it is admirable of Hasbro to say, hey, listen, we'll still have Saban consulting, that's all well and good. and That's nice of them to kind of have that reassurance for the, the fans. Honestly, in my opinion, like I said, it doesn't really matter to me if he stays on or not as a consultant. Yeah. But I'm just excited to see what Hasbro comes up with for mm-hmm. the, the brand overall. Yeah. I could see for television show, and they do this all the time, like... Star Trek, any new Star Trek, it still has Star Trek created by Gene Roddenberry. And he's been dead like 20-something years, you know? Yeah. So I feel like this kind of signifies that there will always be like Power Rangers created by Haim Saban. There will always be that going into perpetuity. Yeah, that's appropriate, considering Saban is the one who has been trying to get this idea off the ground since the, you know, early 90s, the late 80s with with that Bioman thingy. Um, (laughs) Like, this is his baby. And and for them to Mm -hmm. still, like, say, hey, listen, we know this is your baby. You stay on. And if you know of something that we're doing wrong or or whatever, then please let us know. And that's good. That should be like that. That's basically what it is. Okay. It's like a perpetuity thing. Like, it's a way to continue to pay him for the product that he created sure. you know and i'm pretty sure he got some of this stock going into hasbro oh yeah of course like for sure here is words from haim saban himself through this press release quote 25 years after launching power rangers i believe the future for this brand has never been greater he said hasbro's leadership in innovation 
storytelling, and brand stewardship make it the perfect company to further develop the global reach and appeal of the Power Rangers property. I look forward to working with Brian and the team in the years to come. Well, if he believes in it, then I believe in them too. But like, what else is he gonna say? Oh, exactly. I hope they all fail. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is we, like, this is such PR. Like, oh yeah, he probably did not write that. <laughs> <laughs> he probably didn't say it. But no, I already think of Power Rangers as like a global franchise. I mean, it's already in like 130 whatever countries that they say it is. You know? Yeah. But I think Hasbro can certainly cement that and do better. Mm-hmm. And, as we known from the licensing agreement, the first set of products from Hasbro will be available in spring 2019. Now, moving on to the transaction details, and I'm going to be throwing out some financial terms and stuff, I'm kind of going to break it down. I am not an accountant or financial person by any means, so there are some terms in here I had to look up, and, and I understand the concepts, but I just want our listeners to kind of know how big of a deal this is Mm. so through that original toy master license hasbro paid saban brands 22.25 million for that master toy license agreement so those amounts are being credited against the purchasing price so this whole (laughs) total purchasing price includes what they already paid for the master toy license agreement, because now it's all under one roof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this purchase agreement, Hasbro will pay an additional $229.75 million in cash. So with the other 22.5, that brings it to a cool $250 million in cash for the mm-hmm. brand. And then on top of that, they'll issue... $270 worth of Hasbro common stock for the Power Rangers brand and several other entertainment brands. So common stock just means it's a, a form of corporate equity ownership. It's a share that gives the stockholder the right to share in the profits of the company and to vote on matters of corporate policy and the composition of members of the board of directors. Yeah, it kind of goes back to the whole like consultant thing. Mm-hmm. He still has like a stake in that. Yeah. So my thing is like, are those common stocks? Are those being offered to the public, or was this what they're issuing to people at Saban Brands or Heim himself? Mm. Yeah. So it's cool if they offer, you know, all this extra Hasbro stock because of Power Rangers. It blows my mind how much money is being talked about in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if you're a stock expert and listening to this podcast, tell us what this means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I just didn't know if it was just like they're paying. Well, obviously, all the money's going to him. So that's why I'm like. Okay, did they just pay him for a bunch of stock that they're going to be issuing out kind of a thing? I really don't know. But obviously, it's a little bit profit sharing. They can, you know, share the profits of the company. And then the whole thing about, you know, corporate policy and and board of directors. I'm wondering if Haim Saban is going to be on the board for Hasbro. I'd be surprised if he wasn't. Yeah. The agreement includes all related 
intellectual property, category rights, and content libraries owned by Saban Properties and its affiliates. I know a lot of people were wondering if music was part of this deal, because when Saban sold Power Rangers to Disney, they still maintained the rights to the music. And that's why Disney seasons had kind of weird musical callbacks, like when Dr. O in Fighting Spirit, the dragon flute sound was completely different. It was just hinting at the original. And then when Adam came back for Once a Ranger, the Mighty Morphin jingle was not existent. It was just some kind of riff copy of it. Yeah. So people are really speculating if this content library includes all of the music as well. I know that also people are still wondering about the older things that Saban had. Your Masked Rider, your Beetleborgs, your VR Troopers, your Mystic Knights. Does that all get included? Because if it does, then Hasbro could even go back into the vault and be like, this toy line with VR becoming so popular, this could have legs if we decide to reboot this. Or or Mm. maybe they'll see like, oh, hey, Kamen Rider still is hugely popular in Japan. Why don't we try to figure out a way to adapt that? And since they do have the content libraries, content's also the show. So, I just want to throw this out there. Saban Brands worked with Shout Factory for all these Power Ranger sets. Shout Factory also did release VR Troopers and Beetleborgs, but they never released Mass Rider. They never released Tiernanog. Hasbro has also done stuff with Shout Factory. I mean, they, they released, you know, the old generation G1 Transformers sets and that kind of a thing. So... I would love to see, even though people hate it a lot, I would still like to see Masked Rider on DVD. I know it's trash, but to me, that's like preserving a part of Mm -hmm. history, of entertainment history. Yeah, agreed. And, you know, as much as everyone likes to malign it as as being terrible, which, don't get me wrong, it's terrible. um, (laughs) You're right, though. We need to preserve moments in time like that because that's, that's early... Ameritoku history. Like, right. that was it. That's what we had in the early days. We had uh, Power Rangers and we had Masked Rider. And the fact that it isn't available anywhere on DVD or, or anything like that is kind of sad. I think that right. maybe Hasbro should dip into that and offer that up because I know for a fact that it wouldn't just be you and me interested in, in taking a look at that stuff. There are a ton of yes. people who might want to buy that. Kind of sad, Vern Troyer did pass away recently, and you know he was most famous for being Mini-Me in Awesome Powers, but not a lot of people know he was the suit actor for Furbis in Masked Rider. Yeah. So, again, that's that was like an early job that he had. It's still part of entertainment history. Even though the quality was crap, and I mean, I even watched VR Troopers when I got those DVDs, and it was rough. Let me tell you, (laughs) it doesn't hold up (laughs) compared to childhood memories. Yeah, I was so into Beetleborgs when I was little. Yeah. That's one of my most favorite things. Tried to watch it when it was re-released. I don't think I made it through the first episode. (laughs) Like... (laughs) like what how did i like this <laughs> oh and i loved beetleborgs back in the day i loved uh, the monster characters mm-hmm. i had the action figure for the red one that i like freaking treasured and 
I would like pretend to be her when I was doing like superhero stuff with my friends. So yeah, and, and, <laughs> and my nostalgia for that show carried on when they released those as SH figures, and and you know I I know it they were releasing it under that that Toku name or whatever. But I'm like, oh my god, it's like Beetleborgs action figures, cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I was still like, yeah, because. Because yeah. I, I, I never saw that Toku. Like, I, I never yeah. saw that Metal Hero series. I associate that with Beetleborgs in my childhood. I remember having the weapon, the thing that was either the blade, the blaster, or the claws. Yes. I had that toy, and I treasured that toy. So I was definitely a huge Beetleborgs fan. And yeah, if, if they could do something with that franchise, that would be awesome. <laughs> I don't know where the hell they would get the footage, but... I mean, it would have to be all original footage, which... Yeah. Well, lately, they've been doing a lot of reboots in, in Japan. I think there was a Metal Hero movie that included these suits. So, it's still out there. Maybe they could do something with it. Like, a special, or, you know, like, hey, they're all grown up now, and <laughs> they're still fighting. <laughs> or even just, like, re-air the old series. Yeah, just... TV. Yeah, on whatever, if Hasbro decides to make their own entertainment channel or, you know, wherever they air uh, Transformers now, that'd be cool. Don't they own a stake in, like, a Discovery family? Or is that... Yeah, they show it on Discovery Kids. And there are some people that are like, well, just put Power Rangers on Discovery Kids. No. I'm like, no, Discovery Kids gets, like, crappier ratings than what Power Rangers is already getting. Yeah, but I think I've noticed on the channel guide, if you have, like, the cable box and you pull that up, uh-huh. sometimes they show, like, older series on those types channels later at night and stuff. Oh, sure. It's it's kind of like the Nick and Nike. Yeah. Maybe, like, throw Beetleborgs or something up there. I don't know. It would be cool, though, just to have some of those shows back, like, from 20-something years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We know some of the properties that they named in the press release, but we don't know how much of the catalog that yeah. Hasbro got. Mm-hmm. And... I would love if those details were ever released, but I don't think we're going to get that publicly until they actually do something with whatever property that we want. Mm -hmm. So the transaction is subject to a number of customary closing conditions, including obtaining required regulatory approvals. This is standard for any big merger Mm -hmm. or acquisition and is expected to close during the second quarter of 2018. We're already in the second quarter, so this will probably be finalized by June or July, completely. Mm -hmm. So that's all that that means. Obviously, they have to go through regulatory approval through the Securities and Exchange Commission, all that stuff. So fairly standard stuff when it comes to big half a billion acquisitions like this yeah mm-hmm. and i just really want to say like kudos to hasbro for striking while the iron's hot on this and just getting things moving this is really smart on their part mm-hmm. yeah th- there's such a buzz right now over that master toy license and i'm sure that once they saw how much that this was going it's like Screw that three-year-whatever deal. Let's just get to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of really good talks with Saban and Brian Goldner because, you know, if they're already friends, 
it's probably just like, okay, we said that for the Master Toy License, but let's get it done. Yeah, just the fact that they now own the property itself and the they're doing the toys, they have more stake in it because it's like their own mm. fully owned property. They want to promote it properly and do all they can for it in that regard. Yeah. Yeah, this is now a flagship brand for them. Yeah. So being all under one roof... They can do whatever they want without contacting yes. someone. Yeah. There is no barrier here to do something. If they mm-hmm. want to make a Goldar figure, they're going to make a Goldar figure. Mm-hmm. You know, if they want the show to increase 40 episodes a year, they're going to do it. They're going to throw the money at it because they've already thrown half a billion into this. Yeah. The, and the thing about that that I think I am most excited for as not only a fan of Power Rangers but also a fan of Transformers, the crossover stuff. You want a Red Ranger that turns into his own Zord, we're going to get that and we're going to get it with the quality that Hasbro puts into their Transformers line. Like this is right. absolutely exciting to me. There's no waiting for approvals. Yeah. They are their own approval. Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> you said, someone at Hasbro can wake up and decide one day, you know what? I want to make a combiner transformer that's part Power Rangers and part Decepticon. It's so awesome. And like the fact that, like you said, they don't have an oversight authority on this. They can just say, yeah, let's make that and let's let's go for it. Yeah. That it's like, it's- is awesome. It's like those um, Hot Wheels and Power Rangers co- collabs, but like times a billion. Yeah, right. And I love those. That was cool. Yeah, they can leverage all the licenses that they already have to its full extent. Like all the licensees. You want Power Rangers on beach towels? Let's do it. And that's what they said, like consumer goods, all of this stuff. It's exciting. Moving on to the next <laughs> part. The transaction, including intangible amortization expense is not expected to have a material impact on their 2018 results of operations. So this is them telling investors, yes, this is a big acquisition, but it's not going to impact our profits negatively. That's pretty much what they're saying. That was a thing to investors to say, look, I know half a billion's a lot, but we have faith in it. And it's not going to impact your money at the end of the day or our money. Mm-hmm. So I was looking up intangible amortization expense. So intangible assets are non-physical and not assigned, easily assigned a value. And what this applies to Power Rangers is trademarks, trade and franchise names, and non-competitive agreements related to business acquisitions. That's all this is in related to Power Rangers. It's exactly for this type of acquisition. And we already know what the intellectual property is. They're getting all the patents, all the copyrights. So that's what's considered an intangible asset. It's like just words and phrases, but Mm -hmm. they still have to pay the value but the value of that is kind of nebulous. So that's why it's an intangible expense. It's just something to add to their tax records that they can file under because there's no real monetary of value assigned to it. It, it can't be easily assigned. Mm-hmm. That's all that means. 
this is what a real company does. And I'm not saying Saban Brands wasn't a real company, but it just feels like Hasbro's being more open. And you would have to be open with a, an acquisition like this. And just like Saban was open when they bought it back from Disney. That was huge. Yeah. And they did a similar press release, I think. And then just some fine print. Certain statements in this release contain forward-looking statements within the Private Securities Litigation Reform Act of 1995. These statements, including expectations of Hasbro's potential performance in the future, ability to achieve financial and business goals, blah, blah, blah. So basically, they're just saying that, look, we said a lot of what we're going to do, but it might not actually happen in the future. It's just kind of like a disclaimer. Like, look, we got the brand, and this is really cool, but they're still under no obligation to do those things, if that makes sense. Right. This is more or less them saying, hey, listen, we said that we're going to do this stuff. We may not do it right this second, but we will eventually get to it. Like the forward-looking statements of it will happen, just don't expect it in the next year and a half. Expect it further down the line. And similarly, Hasbro's actual actions or results may differ materially from those expected or anticipated in forward-looking statements, both due to known and unknown risks and uncertainties. So, like, the company's ability to successfully develop and commercialize the brands it's acquiring, the ability to receive required regulatory approvals in a timely manner and other risk uncertainties in the company's public announcements and Security and Exchange Commission filings. So they're just saying, look, all this stuff, really cool, but we might not be able to develop it or capitalize on it. We may not get approval from the government for this to happen, and there may be other things that we don't even know about that the Securities and Exchange Commission may find. And then they say... Hasbro undertakes no obligation to make any revisions to the forward-looking statements, yada, yada, yada. So they're just covering their asses here. So fans can speculate and do all that, all that they want, but Hasbro's saying that might not even happen, though, so don't give your hopes up. It's like what we could do, not what we will do. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's just, they're covering their butts to, so that way, you know, someone further down the line can't say, oh, well, in the agreement, you said you were going to do this and you didn't. Why didn't you do it? I'm mad and I'm going to sue. Well, you can't do that because this agreement specifically states right here that we have this statement saying, look, stuff is going to happen that we don't have control over that's going to prevent us from doing that thing that you wanted. So unfortunately, that's that's the way business goes. Like, you really have to make sure you have all your bases covered. Yeah, and if they have a board of directors or they have to answer to shareholders, maybe the shareholders don't want a live-action TV show that's filmed in New Zealand and is, you know, a waste of money. They may not want that. Mm-hmm. So it's just saying, look, we want to do these things, but it may not happen, but we'll do other things. So it's, it's kind of nebulous, but they have to cover themselves legally. Yeah. All right. Overall, what are your guys' big takes from this? And what do you think? What do you just think about this? The possibilities, just the possibilities in general that this brings. It's a whole new group at the helm. They have different uh, business stakes, different methods, something's going to change. Like, we don't know what it is yet, but something's going to change. It could be good, could be bad, whatever. It's just, like, the possibility of things to come. Mm -hmm. 
that excite me to see what will change, see what they might do. They could give us a Power Rangers movie sequel, for all we know. They have the option to do that. And in all honesty, I feel like if anybody was going to give us one, it would be them. Mm-hmm. Because they managed to build Transformers into this like successful, quality, debatable, but successful franchise. Mm-hmm. They could look at this Power Rangers movie... And be like, hey, like we could build that into the new Transformers franchise. Oh, I would love that. I would love that, too. I really would. I think a lot of people want a sequel to the movie. It's exciting. And, and I agree with you, AP. The possibilities are so open right now. Mm-hmm. And they feel more open than what they did with Saban. I mean, we've got, we had eight years of the Neo-Saban era and until recently it's felt a little stale and by recently i mean they have been doing things for the 25th anniversary that have been really exciting hyperforce that was saban brands the comics boom studio saban brands so to me it's like saban brands was starting to recognize it but at this point it's like too little too late because now hasbro's in charge yeah and We still have a few months until Hasbro has complete control of it. And Bandai America agreement is still until April 2019. So we're still going to have to wait for those Hasbro toys and for some of these other deals to pass. But I did think when I first read this, I'm like, well, crap, what's going to happen to people at Saban Brands Mm -hmm. whose jobs are on the line? Like, Jason Bischoff, like Melissa Flores, you know, those types of people who have interacted with fans and have worked with these licensors with Hyperforce and and all this stuff to give us this content. And like those two are super passionate and they really do care about, you know, what's going on with Power Rangers So where does that leave them? And obviously I'm sure they've known about this for a long time. Um, Mm -hmm. I never want good people to lose their jobs. Oh, no. Yeah. And, you know, I I know people are like, oh, well, they can fire all the writers and do this and do that. It's like, I just want people to realize that this deal, it's not like a light switch is just going to turn on and Power Rangers are going to be effing amazing. This is going to take a year to a year and a half transition period. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we've said that Beast Morphers is that transitional series. Yep. Who knows if Bandai or Toei are not involved. And again, we don't know. We don't know the extent. There's so much that we don't know. It's like a wild force all over again. Pretty much. Like there's a weird transition period where Saban still has it, but it was with Disney and, Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's definitely going to be a transition period. Basically, consider Beast Morphers like the next Wild Force. And I'm not talking about story. I'm just talking about that behind-the-scenes transition. Mm -hmm. And who knows? Production may move out of New Zealand. It may go to Toronto or Vancouver. Or South Africa. We don't know. Or South Africa. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Yeah. (laughs) But who knows? There may be a way to transition beast morphers right now is in pre-production my thought is is that they're not going to rock the boat so much so while hasbro figures things out i think beast morphers is still going to be in new zealand but after that 
We have no idea. We don't know if this is going to be a two-year show, a one-year show, whatever. They're still casting right now. In fact, I think submissions ended this week for casting. So maybe we'll see the team reveal in August at Powermorphicon. Who knows? But I just want our listeners to know and just fans of Power Rangers to know that, yeah, Hasbro, it's amazing. There's so many possibilities. Mm -hmm. But we're going to have to be patient as fans. And if you're expecting tomorrow or when the deal is actually finalized that Power Rangers is suddenly going to be great again, Super Ninja Steel is in the can, and that was a Saban Brands Purdue season. And the remainder of it hasn't aired yet. That's the back half of this year. So this deal may be finalized, but the show is already in the can. So whatever quality those remaining episodes are, that's still on the old regrime. And I can see some fans saying this, like, why is Super Ninja Steel still crappy? Well, because it was done before this deal was even made. Yeah, and there's also no guarantee we'll like anything that Hasbro does. Yeah, Beast Morphers could have farty, crappy people in it. <laughs> we could. I mean, I expect the toys to get better just because of past evidence of what Hasbro has put out. Yeah. But the TV show might not change much at all. Right. Or we might not have a TV show after Beast Morphers. Be, like, cautiously optimistic. Yes. I'm excited for the potential and the possibility of change, but I'm not expecting anything. That's about where I'm at. Um, (laughs) This deal has the potential to be amazing. It has the potential to completely reinvigorate the franchise. It has the potential to make the next series, whatever Hasbro does entirely on their own, to be fantastic. Uh, But then again, it could just be more of the same. It could just be those Ninja Steel, Super Ninja Steel levels of just... Eh, for lack Mm -hmm. of a better word. And honestly, AP, you're right. You don't get your hopes too high. Be cautiously optimistic. Because if you're cautiously optimistic, then it's not as big a letdown. Because if you go into this thinking, Hasbro's going to change the franchise and we're going to get movies and this and that and this and that and this and that. And then Hasbro comes out and just says, yeah, well, we're going to run the TV series and and then, you know, toys, but we don't really want to do much else with it which I I don't think they would do, but still. It has to be a tempered expectation, because otherwise you're going to be incredibly let down. And you're going to be mad at Hasbro for no reason. Exactly, exactly. So just, you know, be cautious out there, folks. If you're excited, that's great. Hopefully everything will work out well, and we we all get what we want, because that would be the best outcome. But just try to, to temper those expectations just a bit. But on that note, actually, I need to start getting ready to go. So uh, thank you guys, as yes. always. No and, problem. And uh, I'll see you guys next time. All right. Bye, Bye. Zach. See you, Bye, Zach. guys. It's incredible. It is. From just the fact that we have this major toy and entertainment company interested enough in Power Rangers, and they believe in it enough to spend half a billion dollars. I can't stress enough how like crazy of an amount that is. I'm with you. I'm amazingly excited for the possibilities, but we just don't know enough yet. We just can't expect certain things to happen, because... It's still a business. Money is still involved. Things are going to happen that we won't know about that will force other things to happen that we might not like. 
it's not up to what we want. It's entirely a business decision. And we just have to hope that the business does well enough to warrant good things to happen that we will like. There are so many people that commented. This is it for our listeners. The amount of feedback that we got on our Ranger Nation answer segment, this is a record breaker. This was absolutely insane. I read all of these responses, and I'll preface it right now, we're not going to be reading everyone's. There was a lot of similar wish lists that people had. There were some general themes. There was like, you know, one-sentence things. There's stuff from people that I didn't even know follow us or listen to our show even. And all the answers that we got were essentially... We asked for one thing. What we asked was, what's the one thing... You most want to see out of the Hasbro era of Power Rangers and why. And people just gave us like their freaking laundry list of stuff that was currently wrong with the franchise that they want Hasbro to fix. I'm like scrolling through it right now. I knew it was a lot. Didn't know it was this much. And it blew up more last night because of Chris curse him forever. Because (laughs) he just, he was like, oh, they only have 100, li- uh, 100 responses. Let's give them to 150. And I'm like, you bastard. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, there's one point on my Twitter on or on Ranger Command's Twitter that I said, all right, we're like cutting off the responses. And so I didn't have enough time to paste everything. And it started becoming like the same things over and over. So we'll definitely read people's responses that had you know a little bit more thought to them than just no more super seasons because we got a lot of that i don't know how many times i got no more super seasons in the return of team-ups we got a ton of those and it's like cool but there's no guarantee that we're gonna get any of this in the hasbro era that's why I'm, I'm making such a huge preface. Hasbro is just under no obligation to do anything that the fans want. They spent half a billion on this franchise, and they're going to do what they think is best to get their money back and be profitable as a company. That's the goal yeah. of any company. It was the goal of Saban Brands. There's definite cost-cutting measures that we have all speculated on that they've done, or... You know, we've seen it in the show or through actions or whatever. But Hasbro, if they believe in something, they're going to throw money at it. But they might be throwing money at it, and it might not be what every fan wants. So, I really just, I can't stress that enough. Like, no matter how frustrated you are with the current state of the show, there is absolutely no guarantee that Hasbro is going to fix or change any of that. And if they do change anything, there's no reason you might not like it. Yeah, you might not like the change that they decide to go with. They may do a preschool Power Rangers series. They might get rid of the live-action series completely after Beast Morphers. Right. We don't know. We do not know. Moving production to a completely different continent is a big deal. And that takes a lot of money, too. And... Mm -hmm. It takes doing even new business deals, like new effects houses, new writers, new local talent, new extras. There's a lot involved. So I truly believe Saban Brands is going to help continue to run Beast Morphers and that production until it ends. 
and then it passes on the reins to Hasbro, if Beast Morphers doesn't do so hot, Hasbro might go, well, that's the end of the live-action show, we're just going to focus on animation or something else. Yeah, personally, I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to that, depending on the quality of the animated series we get. Exactly. There are many great animated series that appeal. I keep bringing up Voltron, but it's awesome. (laughs) Young Justice. Young Justice, exactly. And that was resurrected after years Mm -hmm. of being off. The current Marvel Avengers cartoon that they got going on is awesome. There's a lot of great things with animation, but I know Power Rangers is a very unique production. It's a superhero live-action kid show that's been going on for 25 years, and people like the fact that it's a live-action superhero show. They just don't like the content recently. But again, I don't know, aside from the Transformers live-action movies... I don't know if Hasbro has like a live action television department or if they've even developed that or are going to develop that with Power Rangers. We just don't know. It's way too early. So I'm throwing a lot of that out there because I really don't want people to get their hopes up so early in the process just because of what we don't know. Like, yeah, your imagination can run wild, but you're going to be very disappointed when reality hits. Yeah. And that's why I say I can picture them doing another Power Rangers movie. Mm -hmm. Because for all we know, they might cancel the live action series, turn it into animation, and put more money into the movie franchise. Mm -hmm. They might want to make it more like their Transformers business model. We don't know. And that Transformers business model has been very successful for them. (laughs) So... That's, for our Ranger Nation answers, we did ask, what is the one thing you most want to see out of the Hasbro era of Power Rangers and why? Again, I'm going to say it, we're not going to read all of these. Like, I know I did cut off at a certain point and people kept going. So, I'm sorry if we don't get to yours. There's just so much here. But we will read some of the more informed comments from, you know, longtime listeners and Thoughts, but I'm not going to be reading one shots like, oh, no more super seasons. I'm sorry. There are so many people that mentioned that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and that was the big theme. No more super seasons, return of team ups, and overall upping of the show quality, which might all be mute if they don't do a new series <laughs> after Beast Morphers. Mm-hmm. So here we go. On Facebook, Charlie Niemeyer, and he said, as far as the toys go, I would like to see better paint apps on regular toys and more articulation in the Megazords. Higher quality collector's lines similar to Marvel Legends. And it would be nice if they would continue the legacy line. Yeah. I think those are all very doable in the toy side. I really respect and like what they do for the toys. Like, I think the toys are really great. I completely agree with what he's said. Charlie Shields said, uh, do what you want to the show and toys, but please don't mess with what Kyle Higgins and uh, Ryan Parrott have created with the comics. And please, for the love of Zordon, do not add them to that cinematic universe with G.I. Joe and the Transformers. Power Rangers is its own universe, with hundreds of characters that don't need to be worried with whatever Mask is up to. I completely agree with this. Leave the comics alone. 
They're doing amazing. Let Kyle Higgins tell his story. I don't need to see G.I. Joe with Power Rangers. Like, maybe a one-shot crossover with Transformers, sure. But don't add them to the shared universe that they're trying to reboot with Transformers and Mask and and all that stuff. Don't do Mm -hmm. that. Power Rangers is its own universe. It has its own potential. You don't need to give it something else's. Exactly. A lot of people mention team-ups and Super Season. Charles Johnson on Facebook, Andre Drew on Facebook, Lenata Wiley on Facebook, Tony Izzo on Facebook. I would love team-ups again. Team-ups are awesome. Mm -hmm. It's a great way to uh, do a crossover within your own universe. Like, no more Super Seasons. Super Seasons are the trademark of Neo Saban era. I think if Hasbro wants to do their own thing, that would be a good way to differentiate them from their own history. Yeah, like if you want to do another season, just do another season. Don't right. make a whole nother brand out of it. Exactly. On Instagram, Common uh, Rider Bat said Transformers Power Rangers toys. For example, a T-Rex that transforms into Jason or a Delta Runner 1 that transforms into Jack. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. That's a cool remix that you could do with two existing franchises under one roof. Yeah. It'd be a better version of, I don't know if you've seen these, Eric, but there's like really strange like Zord Morpher toys that they have with Bandai. I remember those. Yeah. They're incredibly basic and they look really strange. Like they don't look <laughs> like the Rangers when you untransform them. Yeah. But they're supposed to be. <laughs> I think Hasbro has a pretty good track record with transforming one thing into another. Oh, of course. <laughs> that that's what I'm saying. It can't get worse than what Bandai has done with that the concept. Um, my friend Casey Gall, uh, he said, I'm hoping that there's a little more care put into the story than we've gotten the last eight years. Here's hoping we can shoot for eight to ten year old audience instead of three to five. Orange Ranger SPD7 just said good fun story to the show. Fun toys for adults and kids. I think we can all agree with that. Yeah, we (laughs) just want to have fun with the franchise and we want something that we feel we want to collect. That I'm proud (laughs) to collect. That I'm like you know what, I'm actually going to spend money for this. Yep. Moving to Twitter, Daniel Chavone at Shadow the Pika said, for the show to stop writing itself like a Nickelodeon sitcom and start writing itself like an action show where personal strife, self-determined accomplishments, and arcing characterization are expected. Characters who will actually grow to be better by the end. Mr. Mike... At Mr. Mike Canada said, a Black Zeo Ranger, but <laughs> in all seriousness, better engagement with the fandom, either through legit fan hubs like Toku Nation, our podcast, etc., or through Hasbro itself. Yeah, I would love to see Hasbro do focus groups to really be interactive on social media. I think engagement with your hardcore fans is key because... Their opinions are if you sell X amount of dollars. And not just certain fans. That's not a power force knock. Like, that's no, no, no. not what I'm saying at all. No, no, no. That was a group of different types of fans. Like, it was a kind of comprehensive group. But don't just, like, bring on one fan as, like, your 
fan consultant. Yeah, and because that fan may not be in agreement with everyone else, people may not like that fan. So, yeah, don't put it on like one or two groups. Really spread the love. Surveys are always a good thing. Xbox always does community surveys that aren't just to specific fans. I want Hasbro to engage on message boards. Go to Ranger Board. Go to Toku Nation. Go to these fan hubs where fans congregate and get these opinions. Because Power Rangers fans are very opinionated, as we can see through the amount of responses that we got (laughs) to this question. And there are some really good suggestions that I think Hasbro needs to be aware of or just keep in mind when they're developing these things. Please keep the fans in mind. And I know we can be a vocal bunch and there are fans that can be really abrasive, but you will find some really great ideas and directions that you can take things that will please the majority of hardcore fans and really entice them to keep supporting this brand Mm -hmm. during this transition. Yep. I think that there's a lot of goodwill that they can put out there by reaching out to the fan community and not just a select group. Cast a wider net. That's all I'm saying. Yes. Don't just pick one or two fans. Right. For the love of God, do not do that. (laughs) Right, exactly. Joe Rovang at Rovang said, A TV show with strong writing and compelling characters. See Voltron Legendary Defender. Uh, And that isn't so obviously targeted at six-year-old boys at the expense of girls and older fans. Also, don't undo the effort that has gone into Hyperforce and the Boom comics. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But if it is broke, try to fix it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if if it's janky, please, by all means, fix it. <laughs> Chris at Toku Chris said gold paint. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, I didn't expect that from you at all, Chris. <laughs> Dare Bear at Derek B. Gale said uh, full-time female Red Ranger and or a Red Ranger without a missing dad. And also, given how much of a proponent for diversity the franchise has always been, it's time for a canon queer character in the show. Absolutely. I could not agree more with all of that. Yeah, and if they're not relying on Japan for footage or if they create an original show, then yes, by all means, female Red Ranger, let's do it. Let's get a full-time female Red Ranger from the beginning. Absolutely. Let's do it. And give the audience more representation. Yes. Nobody wants the CW quality type stuff-ish, but give kids more examples of human people. (laughs) I'm sorry, like, my words are, like, all jumbled in my head, but seriously, just give kids more examples of diversity. But they can do that in a natural way. Yes. And I like to go back to The Loud House on Nickelodeon. Okay. If you've ever watched that, they showcase, I guess you could say, like, queer characters. Mm-hmm. They do that in a natural way that's accessible for children while also respecting adults who might stumble upon the show. You can do something like that. Yeah, I would definitely hire fantastic writers that are interested in Power Rangers that know what's come before. 
I'm not necessarily saying hire all the old writers that we ever received because I think we need a fresh start. If Hasbro is starting out, as much as I would like to see the return of Jackie Marchand or, you know, Doug Sloan or Gray Uranowitz, let's face it, that's an old guard. I would love it if they did consulting because they know what Power Rangers can be, but Mm -hmm. I think we need fresh writers and we need writers that aren't interning and then going into the show and that i don't think you intend that as a knock against anyone no but just like try something different with your recruiting strategies see if something else works correct because no matter what the circumstance where we're at now with power rangers is not good the Mm -hmm. writing is not great and i'm not blaming that on any one person but We all know what the credits are when you look at the show. I'm just saying I think we need new blood. Yeah. Chip Lynn, okay, bud, you had a great, you know, five-year whatever run. It's time. We need to move on. Mm -hmm. And I'm starting not to care about people's past relations with the show. I know when this news hit, Amit, who wrote for Forever Red and all that stuff, he was going on Twitter about this stuff. And, like, there's a lot of people coming out of the woodwork out of this Hasbro deal that were like, hmm, well, this could happen, this could happen. But you don't know. You're not involved in the show anymore. Like, you don't... Yeah, exactly. They don't know. I don't know. We don't know. And people might not necessarily... I'm not targeting this at anybody particularly, but people, the fans, might not want you involved again. Exactly. I think if Hasbro is starting from scratch, because we know that Beast Morphers is still, there's still going to be ties to the Neo Saban era. It's just like Wild Force in that respect. This is the transition show. You're going to see some of the names that you don't like that are involved in the show. It's just a fact. It's going to happen. But mm-hmm. I want Hasbro, when they fully develop their own television show, if they develop their own television show. I want them to bring in new creative direction. Power Rangers needs some fresh blood. And you can find people like Dean Israelite who got Power Rangers. He grew up with it. He pitched that story. He knew the story that he wanted to tell. And as far as I'm concerned, and you're concerned, it was successful for us as fans. It was, the fandom responded well to it. The public budget or whatever profits might not have been terrific, like Avengers Infinity War type stuff, (laughs) but in all respects, creatively, it did what it was supposed to do. Exactly. And it was very satisfying, just like the comics are satisfying to me. It's telling a story that I resonate with as a long-term fan and it's satisfying emotionally, creatively. There's a ton of Easter eggs. It's giving me all the stuff that I ever wanted from the show but never got. And it was done because they gave a writer with a vision a chance to tell his story. I mean, sure, some restrictions. There's always going to be rewrites, that kind of thing. But you're giving a person the chance to tell the story that they want to tell within the confines of the universe, but can do it in a new and interesting way. Mm -hmm. And that's all I want from future television shows past Beast Morphers. I want them to bring in a a producer who may not have ever been involved with it, but was a fan of Power Rangers or, or sees a new direction 
for the kind of feelings that we all feel about this franchise. Yes. And that's all I want. I want writers that respect their audience, and I want writers that can put more natural emotion into characters, and that, yeah, the stakes are high. The, these They're battling to save the world in any incarnation of Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. That takes an emotional toll, or it should take an emotional toll, on the characters themselves as Rangers. And I think mm-hmm. we're seeing that in Boom Studios. We're seeing that type of writing. We're seeing consequences and emotion. And mm-hmm. that's all I want. I want stuff that I can be proud to show my future child, look, this is a show that I think is really good and that you'll get valuable lessons out of it. Because that was what Mighty Morphin was to me. Mm-hmm. That show was there for me at a bad time in my life, and it worked. It helped me connect with people. I don't know how many people are connecting over Ninja Steel. I mean, to be honest. So that's the thing. I just want writing that's going to move the franchise into new territory. That's all I want. Yeah. And that's asking a lot, but I think it's achievable. Like, going off of what you just said, Eric, I want a new guard, try something new, get someone involved who was a fan, understands the past, but also has a vision for the future. But on that note, I also don't want someone that's going to turn it into their weird, like, fanfic type stuff either. Exactly. I can't list examples of that happening off the top of my head, but we all can probably think, like, hey, I've seen where that has happened in other properties, in other situations. Mm -hmm. I don't want that for this show. No television show or entertainment property is satisfying if you always get what you want out of it right it's not i like twists like that i may not agree with the twist but if it ends up paying off in the long run and being entertaining to watch and i get more invested into it i may not have liked the initial decision but man i really liked where it ended up and that's exciting to me fart jokes every two minutes not exciting to me Because there's no human connection, there's no emotional impact. And that's the type of storytelling that I want, and what most people want. Mm -hmm. If there's an emotional story that people can relate to, you're going to get those successful franchises. And that's Mm -hmm. all I want Power Rangers to be. I'm not knocking current writers. If you feel that you're offended and you're somehow listening to this... Then just reach out to us. Reach out to us or do better. Or not even necessarily that. Just if you're listening to this and you don't agree with what we're saying, no matter who you are, just reach out to us and explain to us why you see differently. Yeah. We say our email and our social media at the end of every show. You can go to our website. There's a contact form. There's multiple ways to reach out to us. Reach out to us on Twitter. Do anything. Right. We always listen to our listeners. We encourage interaction. What I'm saying you might completely disagree with, and that's fine. But come to me and say, hey, what's up? And let's talk it out. And that's what I want. This podcast is for discussion. And I love discussion. And I love different views. And that's why I love doing roundtables so much. Unfortunately, (laughs) I wanted to get an episode out because of this reaction. And not a lot of people are available. It's free comic book day. But once we know more information, we'll have a bigger, as Lee said, the Hasbro table. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, but seriously, if your opinion differs from ours, no matter who you are, or if you know that we are wrong, tell us. If we're completely off base and you have the authority and or knowledge to school us, by all means. Like I said at the top of the show, I'm not a financial advisor. I could be way off on the stuff I was talking about for the financial transaction details for for Hasbro. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not a stock guy. I, I don't trade in stock. Just on the same note, I'm not a television writer. I'm not mm-hmm. a producer. I can say what I want from the show, but I don't know how hard that is to achieve. I don't know the factors that are limiting people. I don't mm-hmm. know what I don't know, you know? Yeah. None of us are claiming to be the definitive word on anything. Right. And we've never, like, touted that we're the supreme experts on this stuff. It's a podcast. And we're giving our own opinions. Whether you agree or disagree, that's fine. I just want to have entertaining radio that people can listen yeah. to. And back to the original topic, sorry. Yeah, we got way off. A little off base there. But I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to anyone currently working on the show in like corporate, creatively, anything. I wouldn't be opposed to them sticking around if they were willing to try something new. Yeah, I'm not saying, hey, fire everyone at Saban Brands or fire the current production team. I'm not I'm not saying any of that because these are people's jobs and livelihoods. And I don't want someone saying, well, fire everyone at the company Eric works at because F that place. No one wants that. I mean, come on. Yeah. We're just saying clearly something isn't working now. Don't be afraid to change the formula. Yeah, change what isn't quite working. So, moving on. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But, uh, speaking of, Jacob Brody at Database Ranger said a job offer? (laughs) Ha ha! Shoot your shot, man. (laughs) Exactly. Um... (laughs) Shoot your shot. (laughs) I find this hilarious for some reason, just the way that he typed it. But uh, Scott, the Digi Ranger 1994, said, and moved back to America, arm flail. So, <laughs> In all uh, caps. <laughs> if they move production back to L.A., holy crap. I mean, they'd have to be, you know, union actors and stuff. <laughs> I do love New Zealand, but maybe move somewhere else in New Zealand. If you're sticking here, I'm getting sick of the same rock quarry. <laughs> They keep reusing the same locations. Yeah. And it's hard to believe that all these series are taking place in different towns <laughs> if they all look the same. Power Rangers has been in New Zealand now since, gosh, what, 2002, 2003? I think so, roughly. So, I mean, we've been 15 years in, in New Zealand now. That's more than half of the 25 years of Power Rangers Maybe it's time for a change of scenery. Yep. I'm pretty sure all of New Zealand doesn't look the exact same. Yeah. Just saying. And you know what? Toronto has their own quarries, so I'm sure you can yep. find <laughs> <laughs> Okay, anyways, Ryan at Linear Ranger said, I would love to see Hasbro reach out and maintain an open line of communication with all fans keeping fans in the loop and taking constructive criticisms and opinions given to Hasbro. I mean, that goes back to what we said earlier. Exactly. Joshua Aaron Moore at Kentucky Jam said, adaptations of the Boom Studios comics, either a live-action CW-style TV show geared towards the young adults based on Go-Go Power Rangers or an animated series slash collection of DTV films based on 
MMPR. Yeah, direct-to-TV films. Sure. Yep. Ranger Liz and Gokai Ranger said, I'd love for them to raise the level for fans where saying you're a Power Rangers fan gets you less strange looks. Yep. That'd be cool. And it goes back to, like, bringing Power Rangers to a level where people don't dismiss it. And... (laughs) Based on all the news coverage that this Hasbro deal got, uh, yeah, I don't think anyone's dismissing Power Rangers anymore. Because, yeah, again, half a billion dollars. People are like, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> like, yeah. a lot of people are very surprised at this, and not just the fan community. Going off that note, it kind of brings me back to, like, I know I've mentioned it a couple times on the podcast before, but... When they released the first Transformers movie and promoted that like during the Super Bowl and people who I know for a fact were not ever really into Transformers were like, holy crap, that looks awesome. Yep. I'm definitely going to get into that. And they became fans since, since the movie. <laughs> yeah. They see all the movies. I think the Power Rangers movie could do that if they're willing to give it the opportunity to do so. Yeah, I think it was just... I think the marketing was just too little, too late for that movie. Yeah, and it was kind of awkward marketing. Like, there were better spots in the movie that they could have spotlighted than they did in those trailers. And it was kind of a crowded juggernaut time when they released it. I mean, Mm -hmm. Beauty and the Beast just killed it against Power Rangers. It had no chance. Is Super Victor and Monty back at is PRNS back said Legacy Collection Victor and Monty. <laughs> in all honesty, like in a weird way, I would not be opposed to that. I would actually like Legacy Collection civilian characters. I honestly would. So I know they're trying to do a joke, but... I wouldn't be opposed to it. <laughs> but come on, Victor and Monty, would you really just buy those two i wouldn't just buy those two but i wouldn't be opposed (laughs) to like seeing them um (laughs) okay (laughs) like it would be a neat thing to see on the shelves it would be something different so at burgundy ranger said a relaxation of whatever restraints might be on the creative slash writing process and a more open mind to what might be possible i call it the inventive incentive basically tell them you know what kind of show it is we're not asking you to reinvent the wheel go for it I like that. That's kind of like a hands-off approach that Disney had, which gave us RPM, which you hate. I don't uh, hate it. Um, Anyway. (laughs) Tyler Waldman at RSF said, I want them to apply what they've learned from their other action brands like Transformers to the sorts of storylines that Power Rangers does not do right now, but used to do real well. Remember that kids aren't dumb. You don't need to dumb down humor to reach them. I want them to be responsive to fan concerns in a way that Bandai hasn't been in recent years, in a way Saban was only on certain things at certain times. I also want them not to fix what isn't broke about the show. I want them to be careful how and where they put their stamp on it. Disney, for example, did well to give it to Doug and Anne, Though it was more the later coming to brass and saying, yo, we can make it cheap. Bob, the Toku firearms guy at Anime Redneck 96, said, I could go easy and say a revamped legacy line, where this time I get something from Lightspeed Rescue, SPD, or Jungle Fury, 
But to be honest, I just want Power Rangers to become as huge a powerhouse as Transformers is for Hasbro. I also really want a legacy die-cast replica of the Lightspeed Rover. I would love that. Me too. I'd love all of that. (laughs) (laughs) Just give me any and all of that. At Sentai 5 said, for the show, a more creative team on the toy side, HasLab Power Rangers toy play sets. Imagine down the line if we got a giant Astro Mega Ship, Terra Venture, and or Aqua Base. That would be cool. I don't know where I'd put it, but I'd love all of that. I love the potential to buy it. Yes. Probably wouldn't buy it. Probably don't have the money to justify <laughs> it, but... You would love to just, like, maybe look at it if yes. someone has it. <laughs> if, if someone you know has it, you're like, can I just look at that? Cool. <laughs> Pippa at JK Pippa said, good actors and powerful female characters, both good and evil. I think good writing is also ideal, but since we don't know what kind of knots they have at the writer's room, at least get good actors to do what they can. The female thing explains itself, I think. And Lothian at Judith Damon said, A Power Rangers TV show which respects its fans, the grown-up veterans as well as the young kids of the next generation. A good kid show doesn't have to be dumb. Power Rangers doesn't have to be dumb. I hope Hasbro News will eventually will bring quality storytelling back to the show. Solomon D at Solomon underscore D said, As far-fetched as it might be, I would love to see a series of well-written animated shorts, basically an animated equivalent to the Boom Annuals. Better writing for the show, first and foremost. I want Dino Thunder or SPD to be the new standard in terms of creativity, character interaction, and overall quality. But see, that's subjective. There's fans that don't like those seasons, so... Yeah. I mean, you can't please everyone, but... I understand where he's coming from, though. Oh, me too. For sure. Give yourself a new standard of quality. Exactly. I guess is all he's saying. Yeah. At Nails Ninja on Twitter said, I had to really think hard about this because so often what you wish for isn't what you were actually after. I see good stories, complex characters, mature writing, but honestly, I want love and respect. Respect for the audience, writers, actors, producers, Love for the franchise as a whole. Power Rangers can be both super silly and super serious. Characters don't need complexity if they are engaging. And stories can be simple if they are entertaining. What matters is it respects the legacy and learns from it what works and what doesn't. Yeah. I really like that comment. Me too. It's basically respect the past to inform the future. That's that's yes. really what it is. Lord Jaycon at Comic Book Theat said, Hyperforce Season 2 for the show, longer slash better written seasons. For toys, Marvel Legends style detail, detailed removable helmets, etc. And for comics, leave them to boom. And for the movies, no more of the 2017 movie and... He wants a Shattered Grid Netflix movie. I don't necessarily agree with all of that, but um, I get what you're saying. You get what he's throwing down. At Zach Enzer said, For the show, good background music that adds to the scene has really been lacking in the Neo Saban seasons. So I would really want to hear it come back. People really underestimate 
what the right music does for a scene. Just go listen to any In Space or Time Force episode. Completely agree with that. Music yeah. is is so key to to just doing like good emotional undertones that support the scene. Hardcore gamer at Sam Palmer thirty seven said helmets. The Marvel Legends props and helmets and the Star Wars black helmets are all screen accurate and incredibly detailed. I'd love to cheaply be able to obtain different screen accurate helmets that aren't designed like children's toys. That is a great idea, and that's something I can easily see them doing, for sure. Yes. So we'll move on to a few more. Excel Hedge said, Mandatory crossovers with Hasbro properties, Transformers, G.I. Joe, My Little Pony, etc. Imagine Lord Zed with the Matrix of Leadership or the Allspark. Cobra with access to the Morphing Grid and Zord Tech. Divatox mutationing Pinkie Pie into the Ultimate Party Monster. Zords versus Zoids. Better writing of the show, better articulation for the Megazords. Even the latest Transformer combiners from Combiner Wars slash Power the Primes are better than anything Bandai has made recently. A decent Power Rangers video game towards adults and kids alike. Like War 4 slash Fall of Cybertron were done. Sorry, but you can't just have me ask for one thing. And that was a lot of things. And I don't agree with all the things, but... I don't think a mandatory crossover is needed. I really want the Power Rangers universe to be the Power Rangers universe. You can have other things. I just don't think My Little Pony and Power Rangers would ever work in the show. But if you want to do some fun merchandise thing, like Power Ranger ponies, okay, do that. But I don't necessarily want to see that in the show as a crossover. Yeah. There's a lot. Like, seriously, guys, thank you. Yeah, thank you. just being so, like, engaged with the show. I always enjoy hearing from our listeners. Me too, but but this was just nuts. (laughs) I don't think we expected this. Like, we heard from a lot of new people that we've never heard from before. Which is awesome. It's incredibly awesome. But it also goes to show that this topic is really hot for a lot of people because this is where the change can happen. And that means a lot of people want the change to happen. Zachary Shiloh at Zach Shy 130 says, as much as I agree for better TV, I will go another route. I say get DC expanded universe, Batman like power Rangers in the Hasbro movie universe. I mean, an established team who've been Rangers for a bit would be interesting to see them with GI Joe transformers, etc. I think cinematically that would work uh, better in a movie than like bringing a crossover into the Power Rangers TV show. But I like what Zach's saying here. Other Zach. Mm-hmm. This Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan Hartwig said, adaptation of Sentai specials and continuation of the Boom comics. Yeah, maybe even do what Sentai does and have like these mini made-for-TV movies for Power Rangers that mm-hmm. connect the TV seasons. That'd be cool. Yeah. Just something different. I think that's what people want. They want better TV, but they want it done in new ways that they've seen be successful before. Mm -hmm. Austin Sharp at NPC Austin said, A chance to be one of the new Rangers, so I can attempt at bringing that inspiration that I received from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And I think this is someone who's actually tried out for Beast Morphers. Mm. 
because he had like a headshot type profile picture and it was someone i've never seen interact with our podcast before so cool uh good luck on beast morphers because that'd be awesome good luck to anybody who's auditioned for that yeah for real seriously i don't know what other ones to read so yeah i'm sorry if we did not get to your answer i'm sorry that we haven't done that it was just we had over 150 comments yep and a lot of you guys wanted the same type of stuff and we've definitely heard you and we've tried to pick at least one or two comments that reinforce what the majority of people were saying yes usually we read everyone's comments but we don't usually get over 150 responses oh yeah like this has never happened before no it's never happened this is definitely one of the highest that that we've ever received So, really, thank you guys. Just some final thoughts. I think the future of possibilities is very great. I just want people to remember that it's going to take a little bit of patience from us as fans. Yes. Saban and Bandai are still going on until early 2019. Well, not so much Saban, but in terms of the show, yes, We're still going to play out Super Ninja Steel, what they already made in December when the season typically ends. So I just want people to realize that, yes, we're getting the announcements now in May, but we're not going to start seeing that change until this time next year or longer. So please, please be patient. I know we're all super excited about this, but... There are still deals going on. Please, for the sake of Melissa and Jason, don't bug them like 24-7 about this stuff because we don't know what they're going through right now. And I know they've given us answers in the past, but they'll give us answers when the time is right to do so. Yes. Please be respectful of the process for Hasbro doing this transaction Please be respectful to the current people of the show that is going on right now. I know Super Ninja Steel isn't the greatest piece of television for us, but for other fans, it might be. And we don't know how that shakeup is going to be in terms of creativity or the show or the the toys just yet. So as much as, as fun as it is to speculate and... Here we are, a two-hour episode about it. It's something we're not going to touch upon again until we know more. We'll still share with you guys all the the news regarding this, but until we have something a little bit more concrete, I think we all have to be more patient as a fandom. And I know it's hard, but temper your imaginations because I don't want people to get super disappointed when the exact thing that they want doesn't happen. And then... Take it out on Hasbro, because, look, they're just getting into this. It's not their first time with a big, huge franchise brand with this, but it is their first time with Power Rangers. And Power Rangers is unique enough where it's its own beast, and it comes with its own set of challenges. I couldn't agree more. Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions, please email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com. Uh, You can check us out at rangercommand.com, leave a review, fill out our contact form, take our listener survey, share your thoughts, because we love to hear it. So thank you. On social media, if that's easier for you, we're on Twitter 
at Ranger Command PH. Ranger Command Power Hour on Instagram and Facebook. That's all one word, Ranger Command Power Hour. Again, we always try to be as open and communicative as possible. Just the amount of interaction that we had for this question was huge. And we were really thankful of all the support that we get. And we love to talk with you guys. And if you're listening to us for the first time, we've got a huge backlog of episodes on our site at rangercommand.com. So give us a subscribe, listen to us on iTunes. Uh, We'd love to hear your thoughts on past shows and what we can do better going forward. So thanks. All right. Let's start the Hasbro party. Yeah. I'll get the glow sticks. (laughs) Woo. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphing Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at rangercommandph, and like us on facebook.com slash rangercommandpowerhour. This is Trekkie B47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour, and you are listening to the Four Eyed Radio Network. Ranger Command is now on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks. <laughs>